All right, everyone, welcome back to the Online Course Master Show. Phil Ebener here with my co-host, Jeremy Deegan. We are super excited to have you back for another episode. If you're here, it means you are enjoying our content. So thank you for being here. And if this is your first episode, then make sure you click that subscribe button wherever you're listening or watching. You can watch this episode on the Video School Online YouTube channel. And of course, head over to Facebook and join the Online Course Masters Facebook group to join our community of fellow online course instructors. So Jeremy, how's it going? Good, man. Good. Doing really good. I'm enjoying uh, doing these episodes and look forward to doing a lot more. Yeah, this one is also going to be a really action-packed, actionable episode about validating and researching topics. The last episode was about what how do you come up with a good topic or just how do you come up with topics in general to teach online? So if you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to that one. And this entire season is actually going to work through like an entire course creation and production and promotion. So it's probably a good idea to listen to them in order. Um, But what first, before we actually go through, because what we're going to do is talk about why you should validate. Then we're going to talk about ways to do it and then we're actually going to while we're doing this episode work through an actual validation of two sort of similar topics to show you how we would come about picking the topic to teach uh, first anyways but first why should people even validate Um, It's just really important to try to get an idea of what is out there in the marketplace already, what people are searching for, and what can perform well. Now, that's kind of a tricky one is trying to find out what's going to perform well, uh, especially if you're not using an already established marketplace like Udemy. If you're self-hosting and there's no courses on that topic, it's going to be hard to judge how well that course will do. But you want to try to have as much research as possible. You don't want to just walk into something blind. Mm -hmm. Uh, You especially don't want to spend a large amount of time, dedication, and effort putting together something that no one's ever going to find, no one's ever going to be interested in, and no one's ever going to buy. So you really want to do that research up front so you know uh, what people are looking for, what they're willing to buy already, mm-hmm. and what might uh, you can do to make your course stand out from the rest. And I think this is really important when you're starting, but I think even more important as you start to create more courses and not that you're only you're not only doing it to make money but making money starts to become sort of a big factor in choosing topics i always say that when you're just starting out it's a good idea just to pick a topic for fun and whatever you're passionate about create a top course on that topic even if it's not going to make money just so you learn the process Uh, Mm -hmm. but like you said like it does become important to make sure there's an audience and it's viable So let's go through the different ways that we have available to us as just people with access to the internet to do um, validation. Uh, You want to list those out right now? 
Yeah, there's um, a bunch of different ways, and we're we, this isn't even an exhaustive list. There's a whole bunch of different ways you can go about doing this, um, but you can use some of the bigger platforms such as uh, Google. You can either do direct searches in Google or use their keyword planner tool. You can look on Facebook and see if there's any groups uh, already established on your topic. You can look on Amazon, see if anyone's selling products on your topic, especially things like eBooks or uh, regular books to see if there's some sales there. Uh, YouTube is a great platform, especially for courses because it it translates really well going from video to video courses. Um, So there's a number of platforms that you can use, all the social media platforms and what have you. And then uh, there's other tools that you can use. If you're on Udemy, you can use their Udemy Insights tool, which will give you actual data about what's in there. Um, If you're using Skillshare, you can go on Skillshare and do some pre-research and validation of courses that are already on that platform. Um, You can use other tools like Google Trends. Uh, It'll tell you what's trending and what's popular kind of on uh, Google's search engine. Mm -hmm. And then there is the old-fashioned way of just uh, talking to your audience and finding (laughs) out directly from them what do you want? You know, what would be beneficial? And if you even want to take that a step further, uh, you could also even do pre-sales, which mm-hmm. isn't something I've done before, but I've read a lot and heard a lot about. Uh, if you can actually get your audience to pay for something ahead of time and show that they're interested, then that really goes a long way. Yeah, and I think you could categorize these into three kind of buckets. You've got the soft validation of all the things you can just do sitting at your computer by yourself. You've got what I'll call the hard validation of actually asking your audience through an email or through a survey, which you can use Google Forms or SurveyMonkey or Typeform or any of these tools to send out surveys or a poll on Facebook groups. And then there's that hardcore validation of actually pre-selling, which you can do with Teachable or what some instructors have done is actually doing like a Kickstarter launch to launch a course um, creation. So um, I actually wrote an article about this. If you go to videoschoolonline.com and search for validation, uh, there's a whole validation article with these ideas and links to all of these tools that I've used. And it's I wrote this article a couple of years ago. It's nine ways to validate my online course idea. And all of them are still very va- valid today. Um, so all great ideas. I think to make this a practical, awesome episode, we should actually go through and do this validation for two topics as if we were trying to decide which one we should teach. So we've come up with two ideas that both of us, well, I don't know, both of us could be interested in teaching. They're semi-related. They are email marketing and Content marketing, that's the one we're yeah. doing, right? Yeah, yeah co- content marketing. Content marketing and email marketing. And I found I felt like these were two topics that someone might be interested in. They're somewhat just based off of like what I know or think and assume they're kind, kind of might have a similar audience and viability. So I really wouldn't know starting out if one would be more valid than the other. Like if we were coming at it and at the end of your course topic brainstorm, you th- you were thinking, okay, well, I have two ideas. I'm going to do the beach cruiser, how to ride my bike, <laughs> beach cruiser on boardwalks. And then I'm going to do how to build my website with WordPress course. 
I would know which one you should start out with <laughs> or which one would be more valid and have a bigger audience um, unless there's some sort of secret society of beach cruiser, cruisers <laughs> around the world willing to spend prime dollar for that course that I don't know about that I, I find out on Udemy Insights. But, but these two topics, content marketing and email marketing, um, are, are very similar. So let's just go through it. I think first let's go through with sort of the easy sort of uh, searches that we can do on Amazon and YouTube um, and maybe even Facebook just to see how popular this topic is. And if people listening kind of want to follow along, what we're doing is I'm just going to amazon.com and bring a, bringing up two search results for content marketing and social media and email marketing that is and then same for on youtube so your results might be a little bit different depending on when you're listening to this but who knows they might be kind of the same um, and what and what we're looking for here is we're we're looking to see if these are something that already has an established audience mm -hmm. and especially if it already has an established product. So you might actually go on uh, Google and find uh, Beach Cruiser Society. Um, but then if you go on Amazon and you see that there's no books on uh, Beach Cruisers, that you might see that as a plus or a negative. It could mm -hmm. be a positive mm -hmm. because you might be the first to market, which could be a good thing. But typically it means it's a bad thing because um, no one is looking for that information or people have tried to make content for that and it just wasn't successful. So what we're really trying to do in this is try to figure out, are there people looking for this information and is people spending any money to try to learn how to do this information? And if you're not aware, if you don't know anything about marketing, just to make it a little easier, content marketing is basically marketing that evolves around different content that you offer, whether it be a blog or video or a podcast like we're doing, we would call this content. And it's just basically getting this content marketed out to an audience. Email marketing is going to be what it sounds like. It's it's marketing through an email provider and doing it that way. So if you don't know what those two terms are, that's basically a quick definition for you. Good, good. And I'm writing down, um, people can't see this, but what I'm doing right now is I'm actually writing down each of these ways we're going to validate and so while we work through it, we're going to pick a winner for each category. Um, and then by the end of this episode, we should know which one is more validated, um, at least the way that we do it. So first with, um, let's start out with Amazon. Uh, actually, no, let's start out with, I think Facebook is a good way to start. And I've searched for email marketing and content marketing, and I've gone to the groups tab to see if there are groups and how many people are in groups. And so for content marketing, what I'm looking at, there are a couple groups. The Content Marketing Lounge has 3,200 members. Um, we've got another content marketing group, uh, 3,800. There's a few with between 400 and 800. There's a general internet marketing with 148,000, but that's kind of too broad. I want to stick to sort of the, the specific keyword, even though those members might be interested. I, I just want to see if content marketing is really a specific topic that people are searching for. Now, when I search for email marketing, the top group has 8,700. 
The next one has 5,400. Um, there's another group with 21,000 members. Um, there's specific groups for like Aweber and MailChimp that have a few thousand. So for me, unless you see something different, I would say on Facebook, email marketing wins in this in this round um, just because I feel like there are more groups with more members. Yeah, it, seem, it seems like there's a lot more uh, groups going on here. If you're unaware or, or don't know how to do this, all we're doing is we're going into Facebook, typing content marketing in the search section, and then clicking on the groups button. And the groups are just going to show us how many people are getting around to talk about this. So uh, in this instance, it seems like email marketing is a much more engaging conversation than content marketing is. So I would say let's move on to YouTube now. And I'm just searching on YouTube again for the two topics. First, I'm just going to see what videos pop up. And then I'm going to filter to the channels to see what channels there are related to these topics and how, how many people subscribe to these channels. So for content marketing first, uh, we have like a video from BuzzFeed and Google, like an introduction to content marketing with 41,000 views. Gary Vaynerchuk has another top popular video with over 200,000 views. Uh, the next one, general content marketing is 70,000. The thing to be careful though is like you might find that searching for content marketing shows some results, whereas there might be other videos like that are related to content marketing that aren't popping up that are really more a lot more popular than the ones showing up. So you got to kind of take the whole picture to in at once after we've done all of this. Um, now switching to email marketing, we've got five steps to start email marketing, 83,000 views. Um, someone's talking about Alex Becker, who I know is an online marketer, 32,000. It's almost the same right now. Pat Flynn has a video on the first page, 33,000. So it's very similar actually. So I'm going to move on to channels. I don't know. Are you seeing anything on YouTube that sticks out? Yeah, I want to throw in real quick if you uh, like tools. Um, whenever I like listen to podcasts, I love when I learn about a new tool. If uh, you download the VidIQ tool, which is uh, a, a tool that kind of helps with validation and research, it's called VIDIQ, you can get a uh, free version of it for YouTube and it will give you some information about keyword terms and searches. Uh, looking through their tool, and I wouldn't say their tool is like 100% accurate because I've seen some things before that I don't know if I necessarily agree with, but for content marketing, the search volume is very high. It's actually at the top. It's at 100, where when I look at email marketing, it's very low. It's at a 6. So based on their tool, it's showing that a lot more people are searching for content marketing than they're searching for email marketing. Now, when I look at the competition, they're both about the same a 13 and a 14. And then for an overall keyword score, I have a 94 for content marketing and a 46 for email marketing. So using this tool that is, you know, supplied by a third party for YouTube, they're showing that a lot more people are searching for content marketing. Hmm. Interesting. And I guess that kind of follows up with what I just searched for with the specific channels. There's a couple of channels that are specifically focused on content marketing that have 
over 16,000 subscribers. Then it kind of drops off and there's not that many big ones. And then there's several email marketing channels between three, 4,000. But again, this is not like a perfect science right now because we're searching for these specific topics, but a lot of channels might not use this specific term in their channel name, which is really a big factor in these channels popping up. So based off of everything, especially the vidIQ, I'm going to give this one to content marketing. Uh, I think there were more general, more views for the videos in general. And based off of the vidIQ, we're going to give this to content marketing. So we're kind of neck and neck right now. So now we kind of have an initial idea of like, is there an audience for these topics? Let's go into Amazon and see if there are actual products that are being sold for these topics. And what I did was I actually searched for two ter- the two terms, but I looked under books. Actually, should I look under books or Amazon Kindle? I um, usually do. I usually do the books. Okay, yeah. Let's start with the books. Actually. It might be a little bit different. A lot of the Kindle books will pop up under here. So with content marketing, I'm looking at reviews mostly on Amazon because that's kind of a better determining factor in terms of how many. It's a rough determining factor of how many sales there actually are. Uh, With content marketing, the top selling books have 140 reviews, 96 reviews, 35, 96, 114. Let's go over to email marketing, 66, 34, 66, 128, 34, 18. These are kind of going all over the place, but... For me, initially, it seems like content marketing might have more reviews. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these other books that have higher reviews, and they're just general marketing. Yeah. If you're looking specifically at email marketing, there's not a whole lot of information on those. Yeah. Which which could be a good thing, too. You could be the one niche person who dominates email marketing, and everyone knows you as an email marketing person. Or, again, it could be a bad thing. It just means that not a whole lot of people are searching for that type of information. Yeah. So I think, again, I think we're going to go give this one to content marketing, which might, um, you know, it. we kind of validated that there are books being sold too. This is all, it's not just about choosing between two topics, going to Amazon and seeing which books are selling and which ones have a lot of reviews or if there are books being sold on this topic show you that, yes, people are willing to pay for a digital product or a product related to this topic. So for both of these, we're validating it. But again, I think content marketing wins for this one. So right now we're two for content marketing, one for email marketing. Let's go in um, to specific keyword research tools. Um, One is using the Google AdWords planner, keyword planner. You will have to have a Google AdWords account to do to use the planner but what you can do is you can type in specific keywords or key phrases and see how much what the average search volume is for this keyword and at a very basic level that's all I'm going to look at right here for these two terms how many people are searching for this because this is this is important if you're on Udemy or off of Udemy but especially on Udemy a lot of students come from Google searches to your courses. Um, And so because Udemy holds a lot of weight now that they have like 
so many users and uh, you know a good user experience, Google will point people to Udemy courses for a lot of topics. And so if there's a lot of Google searches for the topic, that's a good thing. The interesting thing for me is when I search for both of these topics, it gives me a an average monthly search result of 18,100 for both topics, <laughs> which is really interesting. Um, the competition for content marketing is high or, or is medium, though, and the competition for email marketing is high. So the average bid price for email marketing is a lot more expensive, which is another thing you can look at if using the Google Keyword Planner, which says that if you want to compete in the email marketing keyword, you are going to have a tougher time because people are spending more money on those ads. Uh, It's kind of a supply-demand thing. And so, again, I think here, content marketing kind of gets the edge, even though that the search volume is about the same because content marketing has a, it's not as high of competition. I would want, I would rather get into that market um, and teach a course on that topic. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we are writing this down while I do this. You want to move on to um, just like a general Udemy search and then also the Udemy insights. Yeah, definitely. So if you go to Udemy, uh, of course, you can just type in at the top in the search uh, bar there. Uh, We'll do content marketing first and just get a quick rough estimate of how many courses or how many pages are showing up here. Um, And again, looking at the ratings, as Phil described earlier, ratings doesn't necessarily translate to dollars, but it does give you a pretty good idea of who's uh, watching the courses, leaving reviews, and typically paying for them. As as we know, being past instructors, is that people who take free things all, often don't leave reviews. Um, it's just the nature of the beast. So you can look at the reviews and see uh, content marketing courses. We've got 62 ratings, um, 82 ratings, 174, 11, and 36. If I scroll to the bottom, um, there's quite a few pages. We don't know how long this goes on. Uh, At the top, could... it actually says, though, that there's 429 results for oh, content yeah, okay. marketing. There you go. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, so we got 429 results um, for that phrase for content marketing. So we'll type in email marketing here and see how many pop up. I do think that reviews are a good thing to look at, though. Don't look at the number of students. If you're an instructor yeah. on Udemy, you know that um, you can give out free coupons. And so you might have a course with 10,000 students that hasn't made as much money as a course with 400 students. Um, so, But the reviews do tend to match up more with revenue because mm-hmm. if people are actually taking the course or buying the course, they're more likely to leave a review because they're more engaged in that course. And if you're more engaged in the course, you're more likely to leave a review for the course. Right. Now, when I pull up email marketing, uh, we have 405 results. We had 
429 for content marketing. So they're pretty similar. I wouldn't say that's too far off. However, I'm seeing a lot more reviews for email marketing mm-hmm. where we were in the 60s and 80s for content marketing. Email marketing is showing reviews of 576. That's a major difference. Yeah. Um, then we got 22. Then we have 619. There's 143, 236. So this one, I would say, uh, based on just a, a generic Udemy search, you'd probably go toward the email marketing. Yeah. Uh, seems to be very popular on this platform. Again, it's also depending on what platform you're talking about. If you go do a email marketing course on Skillshare, it might be different. Yeah. Um, Based on your audience on YouTube or maybe you have a, a Amazon book, you might do better with content marketing as a self-hosted platform. So those are things you want to uh, keep in mind as you go through this. Now, if you're an instructor on Udemy and you go to your instructor dashboard, they released a tool last year. It, it was last year, right? Yep. The Insights tool. Yeah. Uh, amazing tool. Um, probably one of the, the most helpful things that we've received as instructors for creating our courses. And you go in here and you can actually type in a search term like content marketing and email marketing, and it's going to give you all kinds of information about the courses on the platform. So when I type in content marketing, it actually brings up content marketing fundamentals. And we can see that it says at the beginning that there's a high student demand, high number of courses. There's a median monthly revenue. And so this is just the median revenue across the instructors and Udemy share of the past three months. It's it's $20 here. And then a top monthly revenue over the past three months of $348. And this is for content marketing, right? This is for content marketing, correct. Then if we go down and we look at the search volume percentile, this number is telling us, uh, what is the percentile of all the courses, all the different topics on Udemy? How much is this being searched? So for content marketing, we're in the 86th percentile, which is pretty high uh, for the Udemy marketplace. If you're seeing that that number is down in the 10s and 20s and 30s, probably not going to be the greatest topic to teach because it means that people aren't actively searching for that keyword. Uh, You can also see search volume trend, which is a little graph over the past six months. It'll show you if it's trending up or down. Uh, We go down and you can look at enrollments. I I typically look at the conversion rate. People might be coming and searching for this, but are they buying? Mm -hmm. The conversion rate is going to tell us how well they're converting. So if you're seeing a four, five, six percent, that's pretty average. If it's down in the zero point something or the one percent, it means people are finding this course, but they're not buying it. That's a big thing to take note of. And And then when you go, there's an opportunity there to actually create a course in that topic that will convert higher. It doesn't necessarily mean that people aren't going to buy your course, it means that they're not finding the right course for them. And so actually a lower conversion rate is better if you're trying to find a topic to teach. Yeah, because, yeah, like you said, that means that you might, it might just be a bunch of bad courses on the platform, which also goes into looking at some of these courses and seeing what they have. Can you do something better? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we go down, you can see that there's 42 courses listed as a primary topic. So when we do a generic search, we pulled up, you know, whatever it was, 429 uh, courses. It's actually searching for, both uh, content and marketing and combining Mm -hmm. those to create all those searches. When you create a course on Udemy, you can tell specifically what you want this course to be about on the course creation page. And 42 people have listed their courses as specific content marketing. 
So that's a pretty low number. Um, that, that, that would be a good chance to be able to get your course on the marketplace and be seen because you're not having to compete with a whole lot of other people. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and plug in email marketing here. And this, again, is the insights tool. You have to have a premium instructor account on Udemy to get access to it. But you'll see it on the just instructor dashboard as one of the tabs at the top of your dashboard. Um, so you have to become that premium instructor. But it's great for researching for Udemy courses or even non-Udemy courses. But this is also one of the things that you can see are the specific keywords that people are searching for when for who end up buying courses in this category. And that's really important because you know, are people searching for content marketing? Are they searching for maybe blogging, but ending up buying a content marketing course? And so this actually could be one of the first places you, you look to see like what are people actually searching for when they buy a specific topic. And then you go and do your, the rest of your keyword research off of Udemy. Yeah, so we'll we'll uh, take a look at that on this one. I typed in email marketing here. We can see that the medium monthly revenue is 30 opposed to 20, so they were similar. Uh, however, the top monthly revenue is 1,627 for email marketing. So it appears that people are making a little more money uh, as a top instructors on this category. Uh, when we go down to the percentile, we have a 94th percentile versus the 86th. So it seems a lot more people are actively searching for email marketing on Udemy as opposed to content marketing. The trend is pretty similar. Um, below this, I skipped over it on content marketing, but we can talk a little bit more about this. Like uh, Phil said, on the top search keywords, email marketing is searched at 26%. However, the second term is MailChimp at 15%. So that means that a lot of people are looking for the MailChimp email marketing software and ending up, like he said, on the email marketing topic. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you'll want to take note of. It has a higher conversion rate at 6.1%, which we talked about. And 114 courses are listed as this primary topic. So that means you, you are going to have a little more competition when creating a course to try to get your course to rank a little higher. So this is a pretty interesting one. What would you do here, Phil? We have more courses listed as our primary topic. Mm -hmm. We have a higher conversion rate for email marketing, a higher percentile, and it's uh, making a little more money too. So it seems like you might be a little more successful with email marketing. However, you're also having to fight those 114 other courses. What would you do in this situation? I mean, if I'm just looking at the Udemy Insights, I'm going to go with the one that has the higher top monthly revenue. That's kind of like, with everything else being relatively similar, except for the number of courses, um, that's kind of the determining factor, especially with the search percentile being higher. Because there are more courses, it doesn't matter as much because the search search results are higher. Um, so I think going off Udemy trend insights, I'm going to go with email marketing. But oh man, this is tough because if you're yeah. you know if you're trying to break in, yeah, like content marketing, even if the revenue is lower, you might have more success at it. So you have to take that into account as well as like, yeah, like getting, you might not have, getting to that top monthly revenue is harder with email marketing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would also gonna, say, yeah, go ahead. 
I, I would say that this would be a good time to maybe dive a little deeper. If you're trying to trying to go for the Udemy platform and, and succeed on there, this would be a moment where you might want to go and pull up some of these courses and see what your competition mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. When I it shows me the top five courses on uh, top earning courses at the bottom of the Insights tool, and I can see that the first course is a complete Mailchimp email marketing course, five hundred seventy seven reviews. Uh, email marketing home business, six hundred and nineteen. Uh, affiliate and email marketing mastermind, four hundred sixty. These have a lot of ratings, and you're going to have a hard time competing with some mm-hmm. of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there's 114 primary topics, but you might find out that you know 80 or 90 of those are really bad courses. Maybe yeah. they're two stars, three stars, uh, different languages. That's another thing they they take into account that some of these courses might be in other languages that they're showing. So even though that you might be fighting with some of these higher top people, you might still be able to land on the first or second page of results if you're also dealing with a lot of low-rated courses. If I was choosing one, I'm going to go for email marketing just for the sole fact that it's making a little more money and the percentile is a lot higher, uh, which means more people are searching for it. So there's a better chance of people finding it, uh, finding your course on the platform. But I'm also going to try to make a better course than the other, you know, 20 pages of search results. And this is something where kind of similar to what you were just saying is like, a lot of people, or there might be courses specifically on MailChimp, for example, or AWeber, or these specific tools that are under the email marketing category just because there isn't a separate category for MailChimp in the Udemy Insights tool. And so you're not, while you're kind of competing with that MailChimp course, if you're creating a general email marketing course, you're actually going for a broader audience than the specific MailChimp course. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's a different sort of validation that you can go through is going through the broader course or a more specific course. But I think that also means that for Udemy Insights, email marketing wins out for for me. So right now, actually based off of all of this, our, our, our insights or our validation, we're tied three to three. But also, I feel like Udemy Insights and Udemy Search kind of carry a little bit more weight than just like the Facebook searches. Uh, One thing that we didn't mention was Google Trends, which is free to use at trends.google.com. What I love about it is you can compare two topics really easily. Just search search for one and then search for another and add it as a comparison. And when I do that, email marketing also comes out ahead of content marketing um and again this is sort of like a percentile sort of thing and email marketing for the past year is hovering around 75 80 70 percentile and then content marketing is around 50 55 48 and so email marketing is definitely better and wins on google trends another cool thing you can do with google trends though is see interest by region and so two things one is we at udemy at least right now uh, the biggest market are is english speakers and so those are people in the united states in australia they're in canada in the uk 
And as an English speaker, this is who my audience is, NDS too. So seeing that email marketing is the winner in these regions will point me towards wanting to teach an email marketing course. If you're from France though, or Germany, or Poland, and you can see this, actually content marketing is more popular of a search or is trending more in those countries. So if you're from one of these other countries and you want to teach a course on content marketing, that's probably going to be the better option. And that's one of the cool things about Google Trends is is by is being able to search by region. Um, so for, for my English speaking background though, email marketing is going to win for Google Trends. So taking all of this together, this is all of our soft validation. I'm going to go out on a limb and say email marketing is the topic that I'm going to teach first. What about you? Yeah, I would say that, you know, and, and we're, we're comparing two very similar topics and courses. And we've seen through the research that they're pretty similar in the search results also over all the different platforms that we checked on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to come down to your audience. Where is your audience? Um, it's going to come down to what platform you're teaching on. So if you are finding out that you only do YouTube and you are self-hosting a course, maybe content marketing might be the better route because it was a little higher mm-hmm. on YouTube and you're self-hosting, so you're not worried so much about Udemy. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't have an audience and you're strictly sticking with Udemy and you want to compete against those courses, you might find that email marketing uh, might have the better advantage. But what you're doing is you're using this information in this research to try to make a best guess. No one can tell you how anything's going to perform because there's a lot more that goes into it. You know, how well is your course made? Mm -hmm. How much social proof do you have? Um, And different things of that nature. But you're just trying to make a best educated guess on the information that you have available. And you see there's a lot of tools that we can use for that. So we talked about the three questions that we had in the previous episode. What is your expertise? What is your passion? And what are people asking you about? You want to take those topics and say, you know, I have these passions and expertise and then go through and do this and kind of get an idea of, of what looks like it would have an audience and have products that be, are being sold. Again, uh, I like to surf. I might have an expertise in surfing. I might have a passion in surfing, but I go on YouTube and I see there's no YouTube videos. I go on uh, Amazon. There's no surfing books on how to how to surf. Uh, I go to uh, Udemy and there's a low percentile for surfing courses maybe that's not something that I want to teach because obviously there isn't a big need for that. People aren't uh, selling products or searching for that information. So I might look at something else that I do. I'm a graphic designer. Okay, maybe I'm seeing a lot more graphic design books. People are buying them on Amazon. There's a lot of Udemy courses. So you're just taking this information and just trying to make a uh, an educated guess. Email marketing, content marketing are very similar. We've talked about the branch effect create a digital marketing course mm-hmm. and then make these as niche courses make both of them make an email marketing course and a content marketing course and then you'll have hard data about which performed better and you can say oh email did 
really well on Udemy. Maybe I stick to making more email marketing courses or maybe it tanked and let me try content marketing. So you're really just using this to try to validate what's going to be best. Um, but no one can really say that until you go through the process, launch your course, and then you can start using that hard data. And that's going to be another episode that we're going to talk about. Once you have that information, how can you use that to create better content and more engaging and uh, higher revenue content in the future? Yeah, and, and taking it all together, uh, just doing a simple Google Trends search on you know surfing versus content marketing, they might have the same amount of search volume, but then when you look on Amazon and you look at Udemy Insights to see if there's actually digital products being sold, you're going to see that content marketing is going to be a lot better and more valid than surfing, for example. Right. Right. Um, People might be looking up surfing spots, surfing yeah, locations. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean they're buying books or courses on how to surf. And that's something else you can do. You can go and Google, YouTube, uh, Amazon and type in like how to surf, how yeah. to do content marketing. And it's going to give you specific products to that information that you can also use in your research. That's a good that's a really good idea is to yeah, then search for maybe even spe- like search for surfing courses or email marketing courses or like on YouTube how to or email marketing tutorial to see what comes up. Um, Before we wrap up really quickly, I also just wanted to just talk about the sort of harder validation of surveying and wanted to just talk through a few surveys that I've done myself. And maybe I can post these. I'll post these to the um, Facebook group, Online Course Masters Facebook group, and to the show notes, which you'll find at onlinecoursemasters.com when this episode launches. But I, once you have an audience, surveying them is a great idea. And at one point last year, I believe, I was trying to come up with topics for my next courses. And so I sent out surveys, and I sent them out to specific audiences, one photography survey, one video production survey, and one related to business. And I was surprised at some of the results. Um, For photography, I basically asked, which topics would you be interested in learning? And I had night photography, landscape photography, wildlife, travel, street, black and white, uh, drone and aerial photography. And I was actually in the process of creating a drone sort of aerial photography course. But when I got the results back, it changed my direction completely. The drone photography course only 16% of the people responded they would be interested in that course, whereas the night photography course and the landscape photography courses had over 50% of the people responding saying they'd be interested in the course. Now, this isn't complete validation because they didn't actually pay for the course yet, but it's a better it's a better idea, especially for your own audience, than just the Google searches and the soft validation. And so... It's funny because I went and I made several of these courses since then, the night photography, landscape, street photography, and the popularity of the courses match the survey results pretty much exactly. The night photography course is my most popular out of those ones, then landscape, and then street photography. Even though I would say the street photography course ended up being a little bit better, it matches my search results. Um... For video production, I'm trying to think if there's any, like wedding videography was way low on the results, which I would have thought was going to be a little bit higher. Um, And again, 
I had a drone videography course <laughs> that we were planning on doing, and that was the lowest. And I think it's because I thought, well, this is a hot topic, drone photography, drone videography, but it's expensive to have a drone. So that audience mm-hmm. is going to be lower. So right. this serving definitely worked for me. Um, and you don't have to have a huge audience to to do it. Even if you just have a small email list with 100 people or a Facebook group or a YouTube channel, some people really like doing surveys. And so just try it out before you send do your next uh, course. Yeah, I did, um, I did a survey. I did two of them, one on Photoshop and one on um, GarageBand, which is a course I have. But I'll just do the GarageBand one. There were some surprising things that popped up. Um, people wanted to know more about music theory. So when I did GarageBand, I was kind of teaching about how to do songs, but it was more about the mixing and how to use the program. But people are telling me, hey, can you do a course on music theory? Something I might not have thought about. Oh, that might be a really good idea. And then I had a comment section and people were typing different things. One of them says, staying focused and not being distracted. Uh, I don't, I kind of know what that means, but that might be a whole, you know, like we did our Photoshop for entrepreneurs. Maybe you could do a, um, you know, how to stay focused when writing music or mixing music or something of that nature. So you definitely get some cool ideas that you might not have gotten had you not surveyed your audience. Again, you're talking directly to them and finding out what, what they are interested in. What, uh, survey program do you use? I used, um, just, Google Drive uh, Forms and created a survey. Do you use uh, something different? Nope. I just use Google Forms as well. And that's free to use with your Google account, which is free. And I like the idea of having a, adding a question where people can type in their own responses Mm -hmm. uh, because you don't know, like maybe there are topics that you just didn't think about um, that people are interested in and you might be able to teach. So I did that as well. Like I asked after, I just had two questions. It's good to make it super simple. One Mm -hmm. was a multiple choice, just asking, are you interested in any of these topics? And then the second question was, what other topics are you interested in that weren't listed above? And people could write in their own answers. And so that kind of was also interesting to get those results as well. Awesome. Well, I think we again, hit the nail on the head with this one. Hopefully people could follow along with us rambling about our our validation practice or were able to follow along doing it themselves and um, just walking through this actual real world process. Uh, This is exactly how we're doing it and how I do it today and part of the way that I've been able to be so successful. So hopefully this helps people out. As always, there's a couple ways that you can become a better online course creator. One is by joining the Facebook group, Online Course Masters. So head over to Facebook and make sure you do that. It's where you're going to get the latest news from us. We're going to drop all the latest episodes there where you can get insight and tips from us and other instructors all week long. And then the other one is at OnlineCourseMasters.com. That's where you get all the show notes, but you can also join the premium mentorship program, which is a hugely valuable program that expands upon my basic online course creation courses with more behind the scenes footage, better premium support, uh, one-on-one Skype time and all that kind of good stuff too. And we're going to get Jeremy in there too, helping out uh, one of these days uh, to help you out in the mentorship program. So Anyways, uh, Jeremy, until next week, uh, have a great day. And everyone listening, we'll see you next episode. Yeah, you too. Take care.